Seeking mental health care can be overwhelming and even scary, but it doesn't have to be. I'm Dr. Josephine McNary, and I'm committed to making this process easier for you. Each week, my expert guest and I unravel a different form of therapeutic intervention in order to bring comfort and understanding and to help you get back to your true self. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mind Stories. Today, I have the pleasure to speak with Dr. Juliet Morgan and Dr. Megan Jobson, co-authors of Long Illness, a practical guide to surviving, healing, and thriving. Dr. Juliet Morgan is a neurologist, psychiatrist, and integrative medicine physician based in the Cal Psychiatry San Francisco office. She cares for patients with long illness in private practice and is an assistant clinical professor in the Department of Psychiatry of the University of California, San Francisco. Dr. Morgan earned her BA from Duke University and her medical degree from Baylor College of Medicine. She completed her medical residencies and fellowship at the University of California, San Francisco. Dr. Megan Jobson is an internist with specialized training in integrative and palliative medicine. She cares for people with long illness as a physician with the San Francisco Department of Public Health. She earned her BA in psychology from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro, her PhD in neuroscience from the University of Utah, and her medical degree from the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. She completed her medical residency and fellowship at the University of California, San Francisco. Today, we talk about the recently released book, Long Illness, A Practical Guide to Surviving, Healing, and Thriving. Welcome to doctors, Juliet Morgan and Megan Jobson. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank thank you for having us. So this is a very special podcast because we are talking about a book of yours that you both co-authored that just came out on May 9th called Long Illness, A Practical Guide to Surviving, Healing, and Thriving. Tell me about this book. Tell me about how it came about. I'm curious who it's for. I want to hear everything about it. Yeah. So this book came out last week and it began kind of as a guide for patients we worked with. We had had a long COVID support group and it evolved into a guide for everyone who's struggling with a long illness or chronic illness, a term we've expanded to long illness to include the undiagnosed, the misdiagnosed, overlooked and ignored. And we hope that this book can help people who feel left out by the medical system, provide structure and support for those who are already managing their illness and facilitate better communication between patients and healthcare practitioners. In general, what type of illnesses are we talking about? So this book as Megan said, started with our work with patients with long COVID. And this was really early in the pandemic. And this was a disease that no one knew anything about. It was mysterious. Were people making it up? Was it real? It seemed really bad. But what Megan and I noticed really early on was that it looked like so many of the other illnesses we had been treating, post-infectious syndromes, autoimmune disease, other overlap conditions, ME-CFS, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, that there were these patterns in the body that we were seeing that felt very reminiscent. So when we were putting together this resource, initially it was just for people with long COVID, but These are the patients that we see every day, and the idea that we would limit it just to this one post-infectious syndrome felt insufficient. And so what type of patterns were you seeing? I think that there are some common themes that come up for a lot of people in long illness. Inflammation, common symptoms like brain fog, fatigue, digestive issues, 
issues with skin and hair and nails, feeling short of breath, muscle pain, all these types of different symptoms were ubiquitous throughout all of the different diseases that we were treating. And so we thought it was better instead of siloing everyone and separating people to have everyone come together because the way that you manage, for example, nausea or pain is really similar. It doesn't matter what disease you have. You're going to start out with the same building blocks, the same non-pharmacological, let's get down to the bare bones here and see what's really going on. And then it builds from there. We're talking about practical guides. So what are the practical pearls that you have in this book that might be helpful for caregivers or individuals dealing with these chronic long illnesses? Our book is broken into foundations. These practical tips so that if you're living somewhere rural, you're living in a big city, you're living in a very well-resourced environment or a low-resource environment, that we're going to give you these practical tips on how to understand the care you need, how to advocate for yourself, what's in a medical care team, and what does it look like? Because medicine is a team sport, but especially for someone with a long illness. So that's our foundations. And also just what's going on with me. Why isn't just one medication working? Why is the kind of solely biomedical approach maybe insufficient? Then we go into common symptoms where we symptom by symptom try and go through. So for example, headache. So these are some really reasonable first things to try, things like doing a trigger diary, symptom diary, things like some basic natural products that we have some nice data for, things like magnesium and riboflavin, and then other general ways of addressing lifestyle that could reduce your headaches. And then there's the next practical step is, well, what do I talk to my primary care doctor about? What do I talk to a a headache specialist about? And really, what's the full menu of what's available? And Megan and I both feel like, well, why do we need this resource? It's because people come to me every day who get stuck in this like middle row and actually don't really understand that there's so much more available to them. If people, if practitioners are able to think expansively and we think integratively. And then we have a really meaty, hearty lifestyle medicine section, which is going to be these really healing lifestyle techniques, things like thinking about how to get movement into your body. What is the data around diet, right? We hear so many different things, but like what diet should I be following with a long illness? So it goes through diet by diet and really gives someone very practical things that they can implement in their daily life. And just to piggyback on that, you know, I think we wrote this for our friends and family and people we care about because we keep getting the same questions. But, you know, when I was younger, I was diagnosed with a long illness and I wrote this for myself when I was 18. I think when you get diagnosed with something or not diagnosed or you're just sick and have all these symptoms, I think you feel like not human, really. You feel like, where's the handbook for this? I thought I'm just supposed to go to college or, you know, go to school, train on something, get a job, have a family. No one tells you that this could be part of your life, especially when you're younger or not expecting it to happen. And so this is just a handbook. This is just a framework for how to start the manual of this is what you're dealing with right now. Here's all the parts. You might not need very many of these chapters right now. Maybe you just need to think about ableism and what that means. Maybe you just need to think about anxiety and what that means. 
but it's here for you if you have a question and you want to look it up and you want to know kind of how to navigate through this. This is a place to start. Then we kind of tried to cover all the big topics that we could. So people have a starting point and we have a great resource and reference section so that people can learn more. And I think what we're really trying to encourage is this is a starting point and we give you access or we give you information of how to access data that is correct and that is evidence-based or at least well-researched and point people to places in the right direction. And I like what you said about Juliet had mentioned the integrative care piece. It almost kind of allows an individual to be their own advocate in terms of encouraging the different providers to maybe work together or think about ways to work as a team in order to support a patient. And unfortunately, patients do have to advocate for themselves often for that to happen. Yeah. So I think the way that our medical system is structured, especially in the United States, isn't how most of us would ideally practice medicine. People are siloed and separated and the cardiologist doesn't talk to the neurologist about a medication that affects both the organs, you know? And so I think the system we have leaves the responsibility up to the patient, to be honest, except that we're not explicitly telling people that. And I think people really need to understand that this is their journey and that if they're not able to to learn all this and take over and advocate for themselves, then Find people in your support, in your community who can. Everyone has their different strengths in your life. And that could be a sibling, a friend. You can join support groups or community groups with other people who have similar kinds of illness. And people who've already been through this before, it's like an old hat. You know, they can walk you through it. People are so generous who have been through things to help it make it easier for other people. And so I think. One of the things that I didn't know is that I had to advocate. I thought doctors were smart and knew everything. And if I went, they would just test me, figure it out, give me the medicine, it would be done. And I think that even though I know all I know now, I still am surprised at how hard it is to get things to work and happen. Especially now as a doctor, we all know how really hard it is to get some very straightforward things accomplished in our system. So I think we really want to empower people to say like, you're valid. What you feel is valid. If you feel like you're not being heard and seen, that's valid. And here are some ways to be heard and seen in a way that will resonate with different types of practitioners. So as a psychiatrist, I'm particularly interested in the mental health part that you spoke about. You had mentioned anxiety and just curious about the mental health portion of the scan book. Yeah. So There's so much that could be said about depression, anxiety, trauma, coping. We also have a chapter on narrative medicine. And each one of those could be their own book, is is many books. So we really tried to make it, again, practical, implementable. And what that means is that for each chapter, we try and tie it back to the relationship between mind and body. And then we're giving people exposure to all different types of exercises. So it has a workbook feel to it. I mean, throughout the book, there's mindfulness practices, there's journaling prompts, but the mental health 
section has acceptance commitment therapy-based exercises, dialectical behavioral therapy-based exercises, CBT-based exercises, our trauma chapter as internal family systems exercise. So this is a chance also to get exposed to different philosophies and different types of psychotherapeutic interventions and to see what's resonating for them. And we like to think of it almost like a buffet meal right? You can take little tastes of things and then decide like, oh, I really like this DBT dish or wow, internal family systems, managers, firefighters, core self, like this is really hitting home. And then ideally connect with someone who can take you from the shallow end of the pool deeper. But we felt like it was important to have mental health section that was specifically for people who have long illness that felt really tailored to them. That isn't just something general. Right. The mental health of individuals going through a trauma or stress of a long illness, you have to incorporate that into a handbook on how to live your best life or how to maximize quality of life. I thought it was really touching. I remember a third of the way through writing this book, Megan was like, Juliet, I think that we're writing this book for me, for again, this younger self. And I, you know, I've watched Megan be such a role model for what it means to be a physician who's talking about living with this, who's really surviving, thriving and beyond. I mean, she's an incredible woman and it was wonderful collaborating with her on this book and having her insights all along the way. And I think it was really great working with Juliet with, we have all of the brain degrees together. So I have a PhD in neuroscience. She has a residency in neurology and then one in psychiatry. So it was great to be able to talk to somebody who thinks about these things like that. And I would just want to say is to add on to what she said is that we all are really aware that there's a stigma for mental health, but I think especially in people with long illness, because a lot of times during being sick, having symptoms, even if you have like a serious disease, like you'll come in with pericarditis and you're anxious from your steroids. And your doctor who's known you forever and knows you're in a lot of pain and it looks like you're having a heart attack on the monitor, right? Is like, well, part of this is probably just anxiety, you know? And you're just like, what does that mean? You know, so I think there's a lot of stigma and fear that people have with long illness that people will think that they're just imagining or mixing up their their signals. And I think it's really important to talk about because everyone has issues at some point with their mental health. And I don't think there's a difference between mental and physical health at all. It's the same body. It's the same inflammation. It's the same cells. And so I think one thing I have that's an issue in my practice, because I'm trying to get people to go to the psychiatrist or the therapist, is that a lot of people who have long illness, they're like, well, I'm not crazy. And I'm like, I know that you're not. So I think these chapters do a really great job of kind of explaining how depression is connected to your body and anxiety is connected to your body. And I think we do a lot of that, like in the breathing chapter, like talking about how your brain is connected to your lungs directly in a deep path that is very deep in us. And you cannot unwire that, you know, it's, it's to save us. It's for us to run and be afraid of things and keep living. So I think it was really helpful to have Juliet work on these chapters and help demystify some of that for people. And so I'm hoping that a lot of people that still have that stigma that this will give them a place to kind of read and learn about these different options that exist and know that they're just tools. They're just simple tools that you can use like a spoon or a fork 
and they're no different than a bowl or a plate. So we just need to be more open-minded to that. Well, I'm glad that book is here and I'm excited to recommend it to the people I work with. How has it been with the book being out for the last week? Have you gotten some good feedback so far? Yeah, we've been so humbled and very grateful for the really warm response that we've gotten to the book and to the people who have taken the time to review it online. And you're looking at two co-parents here. We like birthed this book together deep in the pandemic and now it's in the world. And I think for both of us, it just feels like such a labor of love that is finally here. And when I think about it getting into the hands of people all over the world, it came out in the UK as well. You know, there's so much out there that is wallet toxic, that's misinformation and people are desperate. And knowing that we've put something into the world that is reasonable, sound, but also has powerful healing in it feels really good. So we hope people will buy it, read it, review it, reach out to us. We'd love to hear how people are responding to it. Yeah. Well, I will make sure that in the episode description, there will be a link to the book so the listener can learn more about it and order their own copy so they can learn all the important tips and and words of wisdom that are within the pages of this special book. So thank you for being on. Thank you so much for your time. This has been Mind Stories with me, Josephine McNary of Cal Psychiatry. With online psychiatry in California and 13 offices throughout Southern California and the Bay Area, Cal Psychiatry specializes in medication management, ADHD, anxiety disorders, alternative therapies, women's mental health, and more. Visit us at calpsychiatry.com and let us help you get back to your true self. Thanks for listening to Mind Stories and don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe.